European House Journal, Issue at a Glance, Volume 39, Issue 13, Focus Issue on Acute Coronary Syndromes by Editor-in-Chief Professor Thomas Lucia. Acute Coronary Syndromes, the Tipping Point of Coronary Artery Disease. Heart attacks are the tipping point from the nuisance of exercise-induced angina to a potentially lethal outcome. In spite of enormous progress made since Eisenhower's famous heart attack on September 25, 1955, acute coronary syndromes remain the major cause of mortality in Western countries, as again documented in the most recent ESC Atlas published earlier this year. As pointed out by Filippo Crea, Ronnie Binder, and Thomas Lucia in the 2017 Year in Cardiology ACS, the Sweetheart Registry showed that overall mortality related to this condition declined impressively, but patients presenting in cardiogenic shock or after cardiopulmonary resuscitation still have an unacceptable fatality rate. The most recent ESC guidelines in the management of ST segment elevation myocardial infarction are summarized and include, among others, an upgrade on the recommendation of radial access, of drug eluting over bare metal stents, complete revascularization, inoxaparin and early discharge, while thrombus aspiration and bivalirudin utilization have been downgraded, particularly as with radial access, there seems to be no benefit over heparin. Unfortunately, neither balloon pumps nor complete revascularization attempts improved outcomes in shock, which will certainly modify future recommendations in this population. The management of unstable patients with acute coronary syndromes, or ACS, is further addressed in a clinical research manuscript entitled Impact of Treatment's Delay on Mortality in ST-Segment Elevation Myocardial Infarction Patients Presenting with Hemodynamic Instability, results from the German Prospective Multicenter FIT-STEMI trial by Thomas Meyer and colleagues from the University of Göttingen in Germany. Specifically, they investigated the impact of contact-to-balloon time on mortality in 12,675 patients with ST-segment elevation myocardial infarction, or STEMI, with and without hemodynamic instability. For patients treated within 60 to 180 minutes from first medical contact, the relationship between contacts to balloon times and mortality was near linear. In cardiogenic shock patients with no out-of-hospital cardiac arrest, every 10-minute treatment delay resulted in 3.31 additional deaths per 100 patients, 2.09 in out-of-hospital cardiac arrest patients with shock, and 1.34 in those without shock, and 0.34 in hemodynamically stable patients. Thus, in patients with cardiogenic shock, special efforts to shorten contact to balloon time should be applied, in particular to high-risk STEMI patients. The implications of these results are further discussed in an editorial by William C. Vines from the National University of Ireland in Galway, Ireland. 
The underlying cause of an ACS is a clot formation in the coronary circulation. The size and biological properties of the forming clot will determine whether the patient will present with a STEMI, NSTEMI, or unstable angina. This has been addressed in the PLATO substudy Fibrin Clot Properties Independently Predict Adverse Clinical Outcome Following Acute Coronary Syndrome by Robert F. Storey and colleagues from the University of Sheffield in the UK in 4,354 patients. After adjusting for cardiovascular risk factors, each 50% increase in lysis time was associated with cardiovascular death or myocardial infarction with hazard ratios of 1.17 and 1.36 respectively. Similarly, each 50% increase in maximum turbidity was associated with a 1.24-fold increased risk of cardiovascular death. After adjustment for other prognostic biomarkers, the association with cardiovascular death remained significant for lysis time, but not for maximum turbidity. Thus, fibrin clots that are resistant to lysis independently predict adverse outcome in ACS. Novel therapies targeting fibrin clot properties might be a new avenue for improving prognosis in such patients, a conclusion that is further discussed in an editorial by Felicita Andreotti from the Catholic University Medical School in Rome, Italy. Inflammation is an important trigger of ACS. The higher activity of effector T-cells suggests that adaptive immunity might play a role in coronary instability. The shedding of the functional CD31 domain, 1-5, to leads to uncontrolled lymphocyte activation. In experimental models, matrix metalloproteinase 9, or MMP9, has been implicated in endothelial CD31 cleavage. Interestingly, higher serum levels of MMP9 have been observed in acute coronary syndrome. In their basic science article, Matrix Metalloproteinase 9 might affect adaptive immunity in non-ST segment elevation acute coronary syndromes by increasing CD31 cleavage on CD4 positive T cells. Giovanna Liuzzo and colleagues from the Catholic University in Rome, Italy, investigated the mechanisms underlying CD31 dysregulation in 30 patients. The ratio between the domains was significantly lower in acute coronary syndromes than in stable angina or controls. After stimulation with anti-CD3 slash CD28, the 1 to 5 slash 6 domain ratio was significantly lower and MMP9 was higher in ACS than in stable angina. CD31 domain 1 to 5 expression in activated CD4 positive T cells from ACS patients increased after treatment with a specific MMP9 inhibitor. Thus, enhanced MMP9 release appears to play a key role in determining the cleavage and shedding of the functional CD31 domain 1 to 5 in CD4 positive T cells of ACS patients and might represent a therapeutic target to modulate T cell dysregulation in ACS. 
This conclusion is comprehensively discussed in an editorial by Peter Libby from the Brigham and Women's Hospital in Boston, Massachusetts, USA. Acute coronary syndromes do not only occur spontaneously, but may be a consequence of elective interventions or surgery, i.e. type 4 or 5 infarctions. In a second paper entitled Periprocedural Myocardial Infarction and Injury in Elective Coronary Stenting, Joanne Sylvain and colleagues from the Université Paris-Sorbonne in Paris, France, assess the incidence, risk factors and prognosis of periprocedural myocardial infarction and myocardial injury in patients undergoing elective PCI. Of the 1,390 undergoing elective PCI, the primary endpoint of myocardial infarction, stent thrombosis and myocardial injury occurred in 29% of patients. Independent risk factors for the primary endpoint were left main PCI, total stent length of over 30 millimeters, multiple stenting, chronic kidney disease, and age above 75 years. At 30 days, patients with periprocedural myocardial infarction and myocardial injury had a 3.8-fold higher rate of cardiovascular events, mainly driven by ischemic events. At one year, the risk of ischemic events remained 1.7-fold higher. These findings are put into context in an editorial by Christian Tigerson from the Aarhus University Hospital in Denmark. The editors hope that this issue of the European Hearts Journal will find the interest of its readers.